The SportsZilla Show. Swung on and hit in the air to center field and deep. Allen back, away back, on the track, at the wall. It's gone! Into the Yankee bullpen! It is a walk-off. Ninth inning, one out, three-run home run by Glaber Torres. It is Glaber Day, and he is the Glaber of the month. He hits a three-run home run, and the Yankees continue to keep on keeping on. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. What has it been? Two, three weeks, guys, since we've done the Sportzilla show here on ESPN. Utica Row, Matt Page on the ones and twos. We call him the glue guy. And, of course, Scoop, our good friend, is here. Scoop was out at the Utica Blue Sox game last night. And we don't have time to lay everything out because we have guests in the studio. But I will. I'll do it quick. We're going to talk to, actually, the Red Sox and the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry of local Central New York baseball the MV Diamond Dogs. Uh, the two teams did play the other day, so we'll we'll ask you guys about that, and then we'll ask Travis Heiser, president GM of that team, about that. Talk a little bit of Stanley Cup finals, because Ovechkin has not slept yet and is still drinking out of the Stanley Cup, and it's been a few days now. It's an amazing celebration. Uh, we'll get to that. We have a 14-year-old, soon-to-be a junior Olympian for Team USA, Gabby Silster. She's from Little Falls, a soccer player, and a hell of a soccer player around noontime. Got to talk a little bit NBA. We are not discussing where the hell LeBron James is going. Listen, give the man a chance to go enjoy a break with his family and everything else. Stop with the speculation. He's a phenomenal basketball player. And if we have to debate whether he's better than Michael Jordan one more time, I'm going to strangle somebody. I cannot stand this nonsense. Just enjoy the fact that he's incredible and every other superlative you want to throw on top of it. Okay, Matt, I got that out of the way. So where's LeBron's cast going to go? Just stop. Don't even get <laughs> it. Okay. He's poking me. He's just poking me. He's trying to trigger me. We're going to talk to Brendan Burke. You know him from the Utica Comets, obviously, now currently the TVT, uh, TV play-by-play voice of the New York Islanders. That's around 1230. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to throw at you. But let's get to the Utica Blue Sox. We've got them in studio right now. Head coach Joe Martinez is here. Doug Dillette, pitching coach, is here. Ben Julian is here. Angelo, right? Did I remember? Angelo is also here. Angelo, yell out, what do you do? Tell everybody what you do real quick, because I'm sure you, this is be your chance to shine on the microphone. Sort of an field host of sorts. I had to bring him in first because they said you don't talk. What's the deal with that? So talk real quick. All right. Uh, well, I'm the team intern, so you'll see me around the stadium. I do pretty much everything. I'm out in the community doing sales. I help these guys out every chance I get. Um, I'm just really out promoting the team. Got it. Whenever I can. But you're on the field. You run some of the contests. You host some of those. I do. I do some of the on-field promotions between uh, between the innings. We have a dizzy bat race. We do uh, jelly bun toss tractor race. I do the post game tractor uh, race. Yeah. Okay. All right. I do the post game uh, interviews. So. All right, Angelo, get to the back of the room. So, obviously, I think these guys are, are going to vouch for you, though. Every single member on a team is important. That's what a team's all about. Teamwork makes the dream work. Scoop was at the game last night with an unprecedented comeback. It was a 12-2 when the team rallied to tie up and eventually win this game. So take it from here. We've got the coaches' scoop set up. Scoop saw it with his own two eyes. We weren't able to make it out last night. Anything you wanted to add, Matt? Um, no. Did no. I nail it? Sounds about right. All right, Scoop. Well, it was 12-2, and then the Blue Sox got four runs in the bottom of the inning, and they just kept chipping away. But it was an 11-run eighth inning, uh, which was amazing. And, and Joe, you were saying, I didn't know what the count was, but it was 14 batters before there was an out. Yeah, before we made an out. It was 14. I didn't realize it until our intern over here tells me after the game. But first of all, that w- without him, a lot of stuff that we have to go on behind the scenes is not possible. So kudos to this guy. Angelo's been so 
integral to what we have to do to do our jobs as far as, you know, inside, behind the doors. And, I mean, anything we need, anything we need to get done, it's just Angelo. He's like, what do you need? And so thanks again, Angelo, because he's been outstanding with that. But the, 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 I didn't know that until he said, you know, we didn't make it out to like the 14 hitter. I knew we didn't have an out for a long time, but I didn't know it was 14 hitters in. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, it, it was nine runs before we made it out. Yeah, and uh, Khalid Cox had five RBIs in that inning. And I want you to talk a little bit about him. There was a two-run shot he had in that eighth inning, a three-run a, a three-run triple, so five RBIs, and there were a couple of moonshots. I would think it was a third-inning home run oh my God. that cleared the 388 marker in yeah. center field by maybe 20 feet. I think that ball is still rolling down yeah. Sunset Avenue. You yeah. just look out when he's batting if you're in Faxton. Yeah. That's all yeah. I have to say because he's and coming I, for you. And I loved how when they talked to him after the game— he just kind of paused and he says, "I'm just, I'm just blessed to play this game." Um, you know, you send yeah. everybody home with, with free tacos and breadsticks from Papa John's. Yeah. Everybody was happy. It was the most uh, amazing comeback, the biggest comeback in Utica Blue Sox history. Scoop, tell them, get your butts over to Mirnane and watch this team support the Utica Blue Sox. Come but, on! But tell us about Khalid Cox. I mean, oh uh, man, uh, me, you know, Cox is a guy that I've talked to since the off season. He comes very highly touted from one of my uh, college uh, connections that I have a really good friend of mine. And I could tell you this about Cox. We all do impressions of him. Uh, ben does the best one. Um, he's oh, such a, mic, he's such a laid back guy. That kid. And, and the one thing about him, he goes, coach, don't lose faith in me. Don't lose faith in me. Cause he struggled a couple of games, you know, swinging and missing strikes out. He, you know, he's, he's a typical power hitter, right? But he comes in early. He puts in the work, and he just keeps saying, "It's it's he he just knows what he's doing because he comes up to us. He goes, hey, you know, I'm right there. Like, I'm right there. And he's putting the work in. The kids, are, all the kids are great. All these all these young men are, are, are like, all these young men are phenomenal with us in the clubhouse. They're all leaders. They're all, uh, they're, they're all bought in. They're all accept what we're doing. They're accepting the culture. And Cox is, is actually one of the catalysts to that because he keeps everybody free and loose. And he's just they, he's coming in to work early because he knew he was struggling a little bit. And, and that last night was uh, uh, of why he came in early, and that was just a direct result of getting some extra work in. And he told us, I'm, I'm close. And he, he, he felt the last night. He and told he's me only the a game. freshman, too. He's, a, he's actually, is he a freshman? No, I think he's a junior. Okay, well, according to my sheet, he's a oh, freshman. He's a junior. Is he a freshman? Maybe a sophomore. But he, that kid, I don't know. But I know when he hits the ball, the sounds, the, the sound that he makes off his bat is completely different than a lot of guys. Why? It's, why do some guys have that and some not? Uh, is it just? It's just a God-given natural God -given ability, talent, man. I yeah, think, yeah, man. But I'm gonna let you got to hear this impression. Come do the, yeah. come do the, <laughs> come on, just get Cox ben. impression by Ben Bring Jules, Ben Julian to the mic. Coach, like, 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 so, coach, what I say? Like, don't give up on me. I, I got, it. I got this, coach. Come on, man. You know I got this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's into a T. Ray yeah. Biggs, who calls the games, said that third inning home run was the hardest hit ball he's seen at Donovan Stadium in five years. Of calling games, yeah, yes. and it, it was crushed. It was there was no doubt about it when it left the bat. It was so high. I don't think it was starting to come down until it cleared the fence. That's I, the the one that dead center field. The the, the third inning one, oh yeah, my God. over the three eighty eight mark. He knew it too. If you watch his his body language, he knew it too. I think that was the first pitch too. Yeah, let's uh, use an excuse here to to bring in uh, Doug, and you you actually pitched. At one point, we pitched your one season for the Blue Sox back in the day. Did you ever give up one that was like out of Yosemite like that, pretty much? You remember the Major League reference? Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. First, first inning. Uh, there was a lot of people there that night. I was obviously nervous, but I always pitch better when I was nervous. And their three hitter came up, and I threw what I thought was a great two seamer, and he just turned on it, and I didn't even turn my head, and it was already over the fence. <laughs> well, then let's also re- recap, and uh, can you recollect perhaps your greatest strikeout in Munane Field as well? Uh. Yeah, you know, I mean, I had a few. I, you know, it, it was just a pleasure to play at that level um, because I didn't see that happening for me. I mean, at the time, it was kind of a tryout thing, and, and uh, it was like 350 eyes, and it came down to one, and it was me. So, yeah, you know, I, I had a few. I, I, I pitched against Mike Pagliarulo. I would have liked to have struck him out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I want to keep it real with you guys, okay? Utica Blue Sox joining us here on the Sports Hill Show ESPN, Utica Rome. You still gave up a 12-2. to two. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you had to come back from 12-2. to two. So clearly there's some guys on the team that you got to talk to about what happened on the pitching staff and how you deal with that going forward. So we celebrate the amazing offensive display and output of the team, but we've still got to address that. So let's do it. Yeah, you, and I definitely have to talk to the pitchers a little bit. Uh, you know, we started out of the gates. Our pitching was, was, was doing a good job. Um, last few games, you know, obviously we don't like what, you know, what's going on. We can't walk guys. Um, we're still trying to short things up. Um, you know, and I think we're doing a good job. Joe's doing a great job with, uh, with how he's mixed everything in and trying to get the kids to buy in and feel you know, the game more. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's early. We got a lot of time. That was a good sign. I think last night was the light bulb went off. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It's a matter of first of all, there's the technical issues that you're going to work on individually with the guys, but there's also the managing of young men and the egos and things like that. So how do you guys address that? I think that's more important. The other stuff is correctable, mm-hmm. but but making sure that their minds are right moving forward because there's still a lot of baseball left yeah. to play. How do you guys do that? Uh, Jules can help me with this one too because he's really good at that. Uh, our coaching staff has got to the point where I'll just go back a little bit from the day one I told these guys don't coach for the first few days and I would wanted them to understand that we talk about me and Jules talks about this there's a movie that plays in my head it's how it's how it works for me it's like a you know it's I don't know it's just a baseball disease yeah yeah I'm a junkie so it kind of works in my head first it's hard for me to put it on paper it's hard for me to write it down, but I know the movie in my head. This guy right here, he's like my my uh, director. So he puts it on paper for me because he knows exactly what I want when I talk to him. And it plays out. And I told these guys, listen, the first few days, we don't coach these guys. They don't know us. We don't know them. I know s- several of them from being on the phone with these guys over the offseason, recruiting them. So I've got to know them very well over the phone. Now they see us in the first day in the locker room. You can see they have deer in headlights. Like, what, is, what are we getting into here? And I knew the process said, let's not coach for a couple of days. Let them get to know each other. Bond, build, a, be, build team chemistry, and us just being a kind of a vessel to say, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is where, just give them structure. And I told these guys, listen, just don't give them any coaching right now. Give them a little piece here, a little piece there. But just just build the culture first. And you almost sponge and absorb their reactions everything. and how everybody and, is handling and things. That's how we do it. And then, and so now with the way we deal with all these 
personalities. And I mean, we're all three of these, all of us are pretty laid back guys anyway, but we know we're business first and we keep a structure for these guys and we have fun with these guys at the same time because it is summer baseball. So they're going to come here and we take it serious. Trust me, this is like our livelihood. This is what we love to do. And, and Ben could talk a little bit more on how he thinks we keep that clubhouse together because he's a, he's a, you know, for me, my these both of these guys, without them, I said this to several people, my job is so much easier like because of these two guys. I'm talking about complete, it's, it's almost an effortless thing going on. I just worry about what I have to worry about and if I get a little off track, he goes, hey, I take care of it. Don't worry about it. I know what you got 100 things going on. This guy, I'll take care of it, Skip. Blah, blah, blah. So it's it's like a perfect team. And these guys have been incredible. So I, he, he can talk to you more about how, because he, he sets the tempo in the clubhouse. This is, we call him mumble. So he sets the tempo. <laughs> well, uh, ultimately, first of all, it all starts with Joe. He started, when he came in, uh, the first conversation we had on the phone, uh, we were right on in sync and right together on how, you know, the, the passion, the intensity and, and, and how we want to do things. Um, baseball is, is, uh, very analogous to, uh, to life. You know, you can make mistakes and still come out on top. You can, you know, have redemption. Um, you can go over three and then you come up in that big spot in the, uh, in the fourth at bat and, and you can win the game. So, um, you know, for, for me personally, uh, the, you know, trying to, take that that camaraderie that team atmosphere and, and make it uh something that the kids realize it's not just baseball it's, it's life you know yeah. together you know the three of you guys work together uh individually you're okay but together you're very good yeah um and, and so you know trying to foster that kind of mentality and understand that yes it's only it's only summer league baseball but you know you don't play if you're playing something and you don't want to win i question why you're there <laughs> A little bit. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, if I'm playing darts, I want to win. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so, so, you know, you don't try and stress that too much. You try and stress being there for each other, being there with each other. And inherently, um, you know, because they're our team, I love every single one of those kids. And, you know, I love these two guys. And, I, you know, I've, known, I've only known Joe for a couple of weeks, and he's like a brother to me. Um, and so, you know, those players, as soon as they walk in the door, they're part of my family. And, and I try to, to maintain that, that feeling with them and, and understand that no matter what happens, we're all in it together and it's going to work out. Now, just from watching a couple games, I can tell that, that the boys are really close to one another. Do you guys feel the same way? Absolutely. Uh, just, I mean, if you listen to the post-game uh, interviews that our man Angela here, who's, who's dynamite, but uh, the, every kid so far has said basically the same thing. It's the closeness of the team. It's it's together and how I've heard other players talk. To, I, you know, I coach first base. I've heard guys get on first base and talk about how close this team is. Uh, one guy who I won't name, but he said he said to heard him say to the first baseman, "My college team isn't this close." Wow. Um, and that's that's pretty special because we haven't been together that long. <laughs> we have a lot of baseball left. Uh, so you know, it's pretty exciting to know that this is just the beginning of it. Um, and, and win or lose, you know that that feeling of, of a family of, of, you know, becoming brothers for this, for the summer. Well, let's, um, let's take a quick break. I, I know we're up against a break here. Let's come back. You guys hang with us for a few more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to talk to the guys in the, the coaching staff, basically of the Utica blue Sox. Uh scoop. I know has got another question or two. Let's also get down to some of the business of being part of that Utica blue Sox family as a fan, 
uh, the basic stuff that's out there in social media and the website, getting some tickets and some of the maybe the fun events and promotions we're going to have for the rest of the season because, yeah, there's a couple more men- months left of Utica Blue Sox baseball. That's next on ESPN Utica Rome and the Sports Sales Show. This is John Sterling. Utica listens to the Sports Zilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Scoop's in the studio. What's up, Scoop? Uh, it's good to be here. Good to talk some Blue Sox baseball after the biggest comeback in history for the Utica Blue Sox. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit deeper. My name is Rain, and of course, Matt Page is here at Sports Zilla Show on ESPN Utica Rome. We're joined by the Utica Blue Sox coaching staff. Head coach Joe Martinez is here. Doug Dillette, pitching coach, is to my right. And uh, we have Ben Julian here, who you heard from in the last segment as well. But we want to bring Angelo, who's the jack of all trades for the Utica Blue Sox. Because let's just get down to business. The bottom line is, it's great to have the brand of the Utica Blue Sox back. I'm so grateful that Cal Ripken, when he bought the team and moved it to Aberdeen, Maryland, finally decided to just give that name back. It belongs at that baseball stadium, at that field. It just does. Uh, Ben and I were talking off the air. I grew up watching baseball there. So let's get more people to go watch baseball there. Let's get Angelo to break, just break down everywhere, social media, website-wise, and how to get some tickets. Tell everybody so we can get them in there. All right, so you can go on our website at uticabluesocks.net. You can get tickets there. Follow all of our social media accounts, Utica Blue Sox, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're out in the community giving out tickets. Yesterday, we were walking around the Utica Zoo, handed out a bunch of tickets there. Uh, there's pocket schedules all over the place around the community. Um, you know, we're just trying to get kids involved. I know we have a big event today with uh, Kids Oneida coming to the park. They're going to do a nice meet and greet with the players. Uh, we have uh, kids camp for little leaguers at the fitness mill from 3 to 4 today. They're going to come back over the park and enjoy the game. So we, we really just want to get out in the community and promote the team, promote the, the guys. They're great guys. They work hard. I have, I have a feeling if you're out there and you want to get involved with Utica Blue Sox and your business somehow, a community event, you get a hold of them. Contact is on the website. I'm sure Absolutely. something can be arranged. Absolutely. Also, let's lobby again. We want to throw out a first pitch and come down there to a game. I want to bring all my raindrops again. I think I got like, <laughs> remember that we went to one game last year? Yeah. And I yeah. think each each of my kids, and I have like enough to field the WNBA team, but I'm pretty sure that they all got a baseball, a foul ball. Well, like there were so many kids getting foul balls last yeah. night. And uh, actually, I kind of enjoy watching them all race to get the, the, the balls in the grass when they go over the... The bleachers, because you'll see four kids sprinting for that baseball when it lands in the grass. Well, there was a, there was a, back in the day they renovated Murnane at one point in time. Back in the day, it was it was right up against its Rose Place, I believe, if, if memory serves. It's right there, and you remember everybody back behind the that's, bleachers. That's where our clubhouse is now. But yes, yeah, that, we always sit back there and wait for balls. And Absolutely. then the field has shifted, and they've kind of moved it. If, if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that was like my childhood was running around back there. There'd be a mob of kids. It was like a scrum. It was rugby back there. You left games like bruised. And there'd even be kids occasionally like sneak a bike in there. You remember that? Absolutely. <laughs> I Absolutely. mean, it was the best way to spend a summer. you didn't have grass stains for going after a ball, you weren't really playing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's just part of it. It's just fun. Uh, Matt, but we set you up. So Matt Page is going to come back into the well, baseball stuff with the coaches with a question. I just have a collective question for all of you. Did any of you feel like the game was over with before you made that big initial comeback? Um, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this respectfully to the other team. Um, Doug started off by saying, things are turning around. I have a feeling. And I was looking at him like he was a little crazy. And I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I know what he's talking about with guys taking better approaches. 
my coach over here, Jules, says to me the entire game. I'm talking about every inning. At one point, like I said, all I did was look at him. I didn't say a word. He just goes, you know we're going to win this game, right? We're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. And it just, he kept saying it every inning. And I'm looking at him like, you know, I wanted to say something, but I just kind of just looked at him. And then he didn't, we, I never felt that after about the sixth inning, I kind of felt like there was a, a, a momentum change going on. We had a little pep talk. You know, we got in them a little bit. We, we kind of, and then I, the biggest thing was what Doug pointed out. The approaches at the plate changed in that inning. And, you know, that kind of changed the momentum and the two-strike bunt that we talk about. That's like, uh, that's a crazy call, but it, it worked out in our favor and put pressure on them. And Ben will tell you how he felt about it because I know he was saying we're going to win the game the whole day. There's got to be a belief now, though, that you guys can come back and beat everybody because you did it. It's well, that let's, simple. Let's Let's just be perfectly clear. I don't ever want to be in a situation where we have to come back from 10 rounds ever again. All right. Let's play better baseball from the beginning so that way we're not in that situation. Uh, Yes, it's nice to know we can do it. Um, And and anytime you have a team that, uh, you know, like we say, we talk about this culture, this, this, this camaraderie, this, this, this family we have, Um, you know, it's nice to to know that we can do it, but let's, let's save that bullet for another time. You know, Uh, Doug, what did you see that you kept saying we could win? Well, like Joe said, I mean, the sixth we we had a, Ben had a little talk with him, and uh, we just weren't having good at bats um, the first five innings, and so uh, we talked to him, and uh, you could see a whole different approach where they were locked in, and and it gets contagious when you when you have one guy have a good at bat, it can get contagious, and it goes, and it never stopped the rest of the game, and that's for me, that's what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, up until this point, because we haven't found that yet. Like I said, I, I just feel like the kids, it's early, and they're trying chemistry. They're trying to find themselves. They're trying to feel it out. And that, I think, could very well be the turning point for us. Nice. Passing that baton to the, yes. that baton to the next guy. You see Aaron Judge and the Yankees in his very vanilla post-game press conferences where all he does is defer and deflect to his teammates. we got a great lineup. Let's give it to the next guy. Just give it to the next yeah. guy. Let's give it to the next guy. I love it. Guys, uh, I'm really happy that you guys came in here. Utica Blue Sox coaches, uh, Doug, Joe, and Ben are with us. Get out to Murnane and support this team. We're going to actually, I, you guys will forgive us, we're going to talk to the Mog Valley Diamond Dogs next. <laughs> Wait, I got to, uh, tell me about the bling, Joe. No. Oh, the ring, the that. ring. We're going we're to go there listen, quick. Thanks for having us. Okay, go, no, 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 go ahead, listen, go ahead, go ahead. All right, well, this ring, it's, it's uh, what do you call it? I, you know, it's, I wear it with pride. Um... I'm gonna take a picture because it's big. I, I, we wear I wear it with pride because you know I played uh, I played with the Tiger organization, and this is not where I won it, but I played with a bunch of good guys in the Roy Hobbs Classic down in Fort Myers. Um, you're talking about high level baseball for old guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got uh, DJ Carrasco. You know he's a current scout with the Dodgers now, but he was he was a Met. You know he pitched with the Mets for a long for a few years. Yeah. yeah um, he was, what, three, four years out of big leagues he's pitching for us? I mean, we got guys that play AAA playing short. We got double-A catchers. It's a very high level of baseball. Guys that have all been pro athletes at one point, but pro baseball players, they go to this thing down in Fort Myers, and you're playing teams from Nova Scotia, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. I mean, they come from all over the country. And you're playing at the top level, which is like different divisions. That We play in the top one, which is quad A. Basically, the only reason you play in that level of quad A is because – Everybody stacked themselves over ex-pro guys. So you're playing uh, ex 
guys. Everybody plays. So it's very competitive. So for us to win it, like in three years in a row, with the Bombers, the Staten Island Bombers, I mean, those guys, they're a bunch of crazy guys too. But I love those guys. I hope they come up. They're coming up soon. But that's how it was. And, you know, I wear it, and it's it's something that I wear with pride because I've been waiting for one for a long time. I've been playing this game for so long. long. How many so years in a row? I hope we win one with the, with the, I hope we win with the Blue Sox now. How many years in a row did you win it? Three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, it's Three. awesome to have you back in here. Like I said, uh, from the beginning of the season on, we want to have you guys in here on a regular basis. Uh, keep trying to help get guys out to, or get some fans out to Renee yeah. Field to watch the team. We'll definitely be over. I know Scoop enjoyed the game last night. We're at 6.35 p.m. tonight. I'll be there. Yep. First pitch. <laughs> so there you go. The stadium. We I, appreciate you guys having us and supporting us. Thanks. So we hope we get to start getting people out there, especially after last night. Go ahead. We're gonna get a first pitch for you coming yeah. up soon. Yeah. All right, we want to. Yeah, we definitely want to. We got do that. the man right behind us. Angelo will take care Angelo of it. Angelo can take care. We're can gonna you, make sure you guys come out <laughs> through the first pitch. Can we uh, get some bullpen time though? Can you yeah. give me? A, <laughs> I gotta. I don't want to. Yeah, I gotta Jules come got, over the top. Jules yeah. got all the catches. Make sure you have the right time angle. All right, beautiful, beautiful. This is the Utica Blue Sox in the studio. Sports Zilla show right back on ESPN Utica Rome.